0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is, Welcome to Uncle Phil's Podcast, Take 3. My name is Uncle Phil, and on the phone we have John Ciccion from Long Island. Say hi, John. How you doing? And in the room right now we have Anthony Cittadini. Say hello, Anthony. Hey, Phil. I, I mean, come on, he's so worried about this camera, it's driving me insane. All right, anyway, what we want to do today is... Wait, talk- let's
1: start a low. No, we're not <laughs> doing that.
0: We're, we're going to, we've been having issues with the uh, technology again, guys, sorry. And um, we're good now, we're good. So um, basically what we're going to do right now is talk about the baseball strike. And I am kind of torn on this. I, I, I understand the players want to get more piece of the pie, and I understand that the owners, they kind of negotiate in bad faith, the way they do it, where they lock the players out and then they wait six weeks before they bring them to the negotiation table. That's kind of messed up, right? I, I, I think everybody here agrees. Am I right?
2: I, yeah, I agree. I mean, if if you have a few seconds, I'll tell you how I would negotiate, even though I'm not an expert at labor negotiations, nor have I taken a course in it, but... This might not be the right way to do it, according to the book. But what I would do, if I was the owners, rather than do a lockout as of 12-1 with no intention to do any kind of negotiation for the next six weeks, I would have gone to the Players Association and said to them, listen, we could lock you out. but In good faith, we're not doing that. But I will tell you this, if we don't get a deal on the table, by the time it's time to start exhibition games, you know what? Then we're going to shut everything down. So let's let's negotiate in good faith for the next two months well, that's basically and get what this they done, so we don't have well, any interruptions yeah. and we don't upset fans.
0: Well, the problem with that, John, is I think what they tried to do is get out early and lock them out when it wasn't going to affect the baseball itself. The problem is they waited six weeks to bring them to the table. To me, that's an well, issue. What was,
2: the, what was the point, Bill? If they were going to wait six weeks, why not just why not just Go ahead and negotiate during that period of time. Well, they should give them a. What happens with spring time? training? It
0: stops. Right now, spring training is off. Right it's done.
2: So it, they
1: can't even they, work out on their
0: own and do nothing. That well, they can't work out as a team. They can work out on their own, but not as a team. You got to talk in the microphone. So the, the so the the thing is this: the owners. I'm a big believer. The owners have everything at risk. It's their money. They're the ones that are that are basically putting everything they own on risk. The players don't. What? Now, Right, the hey, players, Seth, but they're to... at
1: fault too because they're the ones who contribute to these crazy contracts. Well, absolutely, absolutely.
2: But and Phil, what, what's at risk, especially when there's a lot of municipalities put up the money for the new stadiums?
0: Um, I mean, they're on the payroll, aren't they? It's their money. If people don't come, they lose. They lose money out of their own personal pocket, don't they?
2: That's the only way. Most of these guys are millionaires or billionaires,
0: though. All right, but they still nobody wants to lose money. Well, they don't get
1: paid. If they don't play, they don't get paid, right? Their contract is stopped. If,
0: if during the lockout, they they don't get paid, right, once the games start. Right now, it doesn't matter. They're not getting paid for spring training. But once – Right, once – You got to go into the microphone. But once it starts, that's why they, they're locking them out. And they said there's no there's no games in the first two series because that's going to affect the players. But the players, they're, they're, they're like, I don't care what you say. When we come to an agreement, you're going to give me the back pay. Otherwise, we're not coming back to work. So it's just messy. This has been messy since the 70s. Is that
1: what they did, though? That's what they told them? Yeah, they told them. If we don't start on time, are you going to give us a retro check?
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, um, But my thing is, John, it is the owner's money at risk. They're the ones that lose money, not the players. If the players get hurt after year one, like they got these ridiculous contracts, $340 million it's stupid so now year 1 of a 10 year contract i get hurt i get my money it don't matter you know in football right guy gets hurt he gets cut he don't get paid he just gets the bonus money so the player's really got well, what, some nerve in my opinion to be
2: what's that uh, what's that say about the the NFL's players Youth association
0: Especially when that's so dangerous, right? The average uh, running the, the, back last four years.
1: The wear and tear on, on your body as a football player is much greater than a baseball player.
0: I mean, they play a lot less games, but I believe that's true. Right. Yeah. But, you know, so anyway, like I said, somebody on Facebook got uh, on this stupid group that I'm in, uh, MLB Rumors. They uh, they got on my case because I wrote about this. Um, and they're a pro player. And they were like, do you know what the... The physical gruelingness of a 162 game season is and the traveling. Yeah, but. Shut the fuck up, Already. Right? I mean, their, their, their contract's guaranteed. Football's not. So, in my opinion, there's no reason for a lockout. The players should be signing this contract. The owners did, was they caved in a lot of issues. And I don't have them in front of me, but I'm going to tell you from my memory. One was if you sign a free agent, you used to get a draft pick. Right, I think they got rid of the draft picks. Right, that's a big deal. Right. that's a big deal. Um, they raised the the bone the minimum salary to seven hundred thousand. Right. Sorry, what's the point the of the players draft want
2: seven twenty five? All right,
0: give me a break. Seven hundred thousand for the for the scrubbiest of scrubs. So what happens with the draft though? What happens with the draft? You said that they do away with it. No, you don't get a draft pick when you lose a free agent. You don't get a draft pick from oh, the I team got right. that signed them. That's how it used to work. Um, there's uh, the, the 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 minor leagues got raises, the, the major leagues got raises. There's a, a pool of money that that they set up, that got bumped up. The biggest issue is the CBT, CBT tax, which is basically works as a, um, a a salary cap, right? There's a ceiling above that they pay a tax, right? And these guys don't want to pay the tax. Right. By
1: so, the way, there's two
0: other issues that. You mean the owners, the, own, gave in. the owners don't want to pay the tax. Right, right. Well, What other issues you got, John?
2: The owners gave in to the Universal DH that the, they'll put it into the National League now. Which yep. The players have it before. And the players also agreed to go into 12, 12 team playoffs as opposed to the. What is it currently? It's what, 10? Um, you count the wild cards?
0: I think it's 8, isn't it?
2: No, it's well. You got what you have is you've got the. If you count the wild card games, there's ten.
0: Okay. Well, but John.
2: Right, because you got wild cards in each in each well, you league. Got eight, and then you get the wild card. Yeah. Well, my
0: my issue with that is that's not making the game better.
2: No, uh, no. What it does is it, it uh, puts the owners in a in a better. I think it makes it worse. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, the owners. It,
0: the owners want 14 it, teams. That, that's almost that's like half the teams almost.
2: It puts the owners in a position to get a better TV contract with more playoffs.
0: Right, right.
2: Plus, it, it, obviously, it gets more revenue in the door because you're going to have playoff teams that are going to be drawing capacity crowds, probably.
0: I get it. it I, I understand why they're doing it. but And the players gave in on, to that, right, because the players didn't want that. But once again... There's no reason for this lockout anymore. The players should be coming to terms. So the CBT tax, the owners gave two twenty for the first three years, going up to two hundred thirty-eight million, I believe. The players want to start uh, at two thirty-six, I believe.
2: The, I think the owners go no. The owners start at two twenty for the first three years and eventually go up in five years to two thirty players want to start at 238 and go up to 263 and a half I
0: think. Okay. So the players are saying, well, but by doing that you have a salary cap and we're not getting the money. Who, you know what? They're not looking they're not thinking about the smaller time players. They're thinking about the big time players. They get their money no matter what, right? It's going to leave less room for well, and that's not that's not true. They're trying to make more room for those other players, I guess. But, but the fact is, the spending's outrageous. And, but I'm, I have a problem with the owners too because they lock the players out, saying they have no money. But the last year, I believe there was five three hundred forty million dollar contracts, and the Mets, they uh, what they do? They got uh, Lindor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They uh, signed Scherzer. Thirty-eight-year-old. Well, that was this guy. This, this past year, right? But right before, before that, the lockout,
1: had, right? Right before that, they had Lindor,
0: and there was somebody else. Uh, well, no, sure. And then DeGrom's going to ask for, he's going to ask for renegotiate his contract. He's going to get forty million a year. It's just insane. The
2: the number to play is insane. This is his so you're making
0: year, right? the assumption
2: that he's going to get through the year healthy and be able to. That's what offset. I was just going to
0: say. He'll be he'll be hurt by the All Star break. Well, so there goes. His I mean, contract. he hasn't shown that until last year, so. I know you guys like to criticize me because I like DeGrom, but... Um, I'm not
2: criticizing. Well, I'm just making a statement in that if you look at DeGrom's history over the last couple of years, he's consistently had arm problems. So no, if no, he only, no. Not he true. only goes out there not true. for the whole season, if he goes out there and has 25 starts instead of 30, 32, what are you going to do? Who's, he's he's going to opt out?
0: John, last year was the only time that he had arm issues.
1: I I agree no, that's with you. I agree. No, with he, you. he missed a
0: start here and there, not where he missed chunks of the season. But,
2: but why does he miss the start? Because his arm bothers him.
0: No. He
1: was out. He no, was, I, he, it
0: could be anything. He was on the DL in May of last year. Last year was a bad year. He was out two, three times and I get it. Last year was a bad year. But to sit there like not you really, John, you criticize him a little bit, but Anthony and my other friend Paul they criticize this guy. He's the best pitcher in baseball. Without him, it's bad news for the Mets. Because their starting rotation is a bunch of question marks. Even Scherzer is a question mark in my and he mind. He comes out of the game in the fifth and the sixth inning. and then That's you got the no way pot- baseball is. That's the way it is. its is. I'm not going to get into that again. You guys were wrong. I proved you wrong. I came in with my statistics. I shot you down the last time. It's the way How it is. How many games has he started that he came out and then middle
1: relief or even the clothes blew it on him.
0: Tons. But again, that's but, the way
1: baseball is. But that's because is. he doesn't... If he pitched until the seventh and eighth inning like it used to be... <laughs> I know you not asked Not the eighth, me, but the seventh. I know you
0: asked me not to make fun of you, but I can't help it if you want to keep saying these dumb things, okay? It's not dumb. That's the way it used this to be. This is the way baseball is played. You can't change that on DeGrom. It might... It's all of baseball, not the DeGrom. It's all baseball. I gave you the statistics. His starts compared to Scherzer is like... Uh, Two thirds of an inning. It's like not that much difference. It doesn't make sense. It's baseball. That's it. And they have the same amount of games. Yeah. Pitched. Yeah. It's not that pro- it's not the problem. It- baseball is a problem. They're doing this some little league on the way up. Th- that's the way it is. It- it- it's nothing to do with the Grom, unfortunately.
1: Might change with the new uh, with uh,
2: Showalter Show
0: now. I don't he's think an it old school, he's a so. coach. Mm-mm. You don't think so? No. What do you think, John? You think it was change? A little bit.
2: What's going to change?
0: Show Walter. You think he'll leave his pitches in longer?
2: No. No. no that, it, it, not in the near future. This is pretty much set in cement right now. These guys are stubborn. Uh, until they start getting guys, listen, you got to realize, if you go back 15, 20 years ago, nobody was throwing 100 miles an hour with the exception of maybe a Nolan Ryan, and that goes back further than that. Now everybody's throwing close to 100. They're destroying their arms. They throw as hard as they can for a short period of time. They don't save themselves to pitch seven or eight or nine innings.
1: They're throwing 100 miles an hour in spring training. Stupid. (laughs) Ridiculous, right? Yeah, I understand. I have no problem with them learning how to pitch. Give me that. Nice.
0: Yeah. Um, So I don't think Showalter makes any difference, to be honest with you. I, I know he's old school, but it's not going to make a difference.
2: Well, let, you know what? Let's get back he to
1: might, this, the basics of this. He might not be subsides. a big analytics guy, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the basics of this labor agreement, yes. right? First of all, if if you're the owners, why would you do a lockout as of 12? It was actually, I guess, December 2nd. And then don't, don't even give a proposal for six weeks.
0: Stupid. Stupid. I think right? that's... Now you, that's some type of labor negotiation that you wait to the last minute. To me, it's dumb.
2: That's what, that's my point. My point is, you know what? Maybe it's time to rethink the way to, to negotiate these things. Now yeah. I know it'll probably come down to the 11th hour anyway, but I think you have a better shot at not having a work stoppage.
0: True. True. The, uh, the other thing that the uh, owners caved in is the, um, what, on the draft, the the slots, right? The, they made a lottery now. So <clears throat> let's say they, you don't dump, right? You're one of the worst teams in the league. You right. don't want to dump because you used to want to try and get the number one draft pick. Now it doesn't matter. You, you're you going to go into a lottery. Truthfully, in, in baseball, it's a crapshoot no matter what. I don't really think that matters that much. It's not like football where you get the number one pick. It really matters in basketball, right? This is not like that. So the whole league, that's the way they're doing it? A lottery? Yeah. The, you go into a lottery if you're top four, five teams, whatever. They're negotiating that number. It'll be three to five, whatever it be 3 to 5 whatever its And they're going to uh, – so they're going to have a lottery. And then they're going to try and make some money by putting it on baseball, on ESPN. We're going to, you know, do the lottery live. Uh, yeah, it's all money-making scheme from everybody. But teams can still fin- – they can still –
1: they can still take their pick and, and switch it out with another team if they want, right?
0: I, I guess they can trade now draft picks if, right? that, if they do this,
1: right, John?
2: You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like yeah. if if
1: a team draws a lottery number that's lower than another team, and the other team, like, listen, I mean, I'll, I guess if you I'll have a buy lottery, that, you can trade that ticket from you. You know?
0: Yeah, I guess you could trade that lottery pick then.
2: Oh, you, um, you know what you're discussing though is missing the big point. The big overall point about the status of baseball in America today. You okay. And and the bottom line is the game is not attractive to watch. It's not attracting a lot of – as you go – you take the baby boomers and start going to the next generations, generation Xs, the generation Ys, the uh, – each – each generation, each subsequent generation below the baby boomers is losing interest in this sport. It's being overcome. We we know that football took over as the national pastime in the in the mid to late sixties from baseball, even though baseball had that position for what, sixty something years from the first World Series in nineteen oh three to the sixties. But it now, now it's being threatened by being taken over by basketball, even, the NBA. Yeah, and that yeah. would have been never thought of if you go back uh, 30 years ago. I mean, let's so face what it. Are they,
0: let's face it, John. Playing a baseball, baseball is game. boring.
2: They're playing a boring game. They're playing it by the analytics book, which makes it more boring. It's now, instead of two-and-a-half-hour games, it's three-and-a-half-hour games. The kids don't get to watch the World Series at night because they have to go to bed. The games go till midnight in the, on the East Coast. It, it's losing its fan base, and they better wake up.
1: Yeah, well, uh, treat, I agree. It's because they treat it like chess now. Yeah. Which is, it, you know, they sort of did, but not to the extent that well, they do now.
0: Wasn't that Spark Anderson that did that, right, back in the 70s where he was Captain Hook? He kept taking his pitches out. Then yeah, to- but
2: still, the game still only lasted about two and a half hours on it's still, a, It's a strategy still, <sighs>
0: but it's just ridiculous with, with, with the... It's with, more than that, though. It's in between pitches. They, they're going to fix their batting gloves. They,
2: I... It's not only that. The theory behind analytics is to take as many pitches as possible. So you got guys going up there with 12, 14 pitches at times. Right. Because they're just fouling the ball off until they get a walk.
0: Right. Right, which which, I I, I kind of get that though, cause, I mean I I kind of get that, but, but it, it does make it boring, and also the pitches take longer in between pitches. I watched the thing on ESPN. It used to take between twelve and fourteen or fifteen seconds between pitches. It's like four minutes. <laughs> what? It's like four minutes now. Well, you yeah, now <laughs> it's like ridiculous they it, how long they take between pitches.
2: And, and by the way, Sparky Anderson started it, but the guy who really ruined it was was Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa, right switching. with the lefty righties. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. It's a shame. It's a shame. And now these Support- guys, for for them to get paid, they've got to they've got to be successful. And those lefty guys getting the lefties out—that's how they get paid, right?
2: It depends. I mean, I've seen statistics that show. They're bringing in a pitcher, a left-handed pitcher who gets more lefties out. I mean, more righties out than lefties, and it doesn't matter. They still go with the theory that he's going to be more effective.
0: Yeah, it's just stupid. That—that's uh, what I'm saying. You got to use your gut when you're managing. That—that's—that's you. that's, that's the that, bottom line. I hate the analytics. Hate it.
2: Well, there's some of them so are good, but
0: some of them are stupid.
2: If you. Yeah, did, have you read about why they think Michael Conforto had such a horrible year last year?
0: Yeah, because he sucks. No, he doesn't suck. Well, I hate he,
2: that guy. All
0: right, whatever. Well, Let me hear, John, why? Because I want to hear if it makes sense.
2: That they claim that they were filling his head with so much information. It wasn't just him. A lot of the Mets players were getting filled with so much information. Uh, and a little bit of information is good. But when you confuse the guy when he goes up there... How many times did you see the Met take a call third strike and not swing at a pitch because they're thinking too much?
0: Yeah, see, Michael Conforto came up. He hit the other way with power. He was able to walk. He, you know, he did everything good, right? It wasn't that he was a great player. He did everything good, and the promise was there that he could be a great player. He has not fulfilled that. He just never developed. Right. So,
2: There's actually a theory that he could benefit if he was to come back to the Mets and have Eric Chavez as his batting coach because he won't fill his head with all this analytic information about what, what you got to look for here, what you got to look for there. It's, a little information is good. Too much information confuses the batter. Yeah,
1: you can't go in that yep. at-bat with all this shit on your head.
0: No, you want to do there, see the ball, hit the ball. That's right. the bottom line.
2: Right. See the ball, the ball. So they're actually the talking about the idea of Conforto coming back to the Mets isn't completely dead at this point.
0: Of course not. And you know what? It's I think it'd be the best thing for him and for the Mets because I still think he's young enough to be a really good player. But we'll so see. So what are you we'll saying? See.
2: It's good if he came back to the Mets or if he goes elsewhere?
0: No, I I, I for as a Mets fan I want him to come back.
2: I say dump him.
0: All right. Well, you, you gotta replace him. Yeah, but you're worried about You gotta replace worried him. about money. No, you gotta replace him. Right. He's not going to get that pay that much. Listen, because there,
1: there's kids in the mind is that you could draft up that are better than him. <laughs> wow, you're really clueless. I'm not clueless. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're clueless. I hate the guy. <laughs> you're really clueless. How many times I watch that guy come up and just, sh- just
0: dump? He sucks. He, he It's as Paul said, 28 home runs, 90 RBIs. I'm sorry, that's that as a career average, that's pretty good. Right. Sorry. You got to replace that. You're gonna replace it with people you don't know how it's gonna go, and plus you got point, better defensively.
2: His biggest problem at this point is that Scott Boris is his agent.
0: Absolutely, I hate that man. <laughs> if he got hit by a bus, I wouldn't care.
2: Oh, that's not nice.
0: It's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice. But that's him. No. I hate the man. He's a, he doesn't. I heard that the, this baseball uh, lockout was almost solved Listen, and he put it. his two cents in and
1: it threw everything off. But he's just, that's his job. He's, you mm. know, his job is to be an asshole.
0: Yeah. I don't like agents. I don't like the union. I don't like any of that stuff. I, and I get it. The major league baseball owners could be ridiculous, right? I get it. You need to have a balance, but what's going on? Another labor strike. This is just stupid. A labor short stoppage. Anyway, John, I heard you had another uh, topic you wanted to bring up.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, did you see this article that was kind of buried in the newspaper? I don't even know if it made it to the internet. About this minor leaguer who was, who was drafted by the, Red, the Boston Red Sox in 2017. He was drafted in the third round. And they just released him. Because he's a self-identified racist. Did you see
0: that? I did not see that.
2: His name is Brad Net- Netzer, and while I'll say that some of the stuff that he he tweeted out, or or I guess it was all tweets pretty much, because I don't think anything was something that that was in an interview or anything. Um, he's 25 years old, uh, and. Apparently, he's insulted the uh, black Americans, LGBTQ community, and the Jewish uh, population. I, so he's, gone, he's gone for the trifecta. I,
0: I haven't and, seen the story, John, but I've got to be honest with you. If If you actually, if this is true, right? Now, sometimes Twitter puts things out there of their opinion of what you said, but if this is true... You can't be on the team, because you got to mesh with these okay. people.
2: you got to mesh with them. Listen, now, they have a quote that supposedly he tweeted. There's quotation marks around it that says, I am a racist. I do sometimes make assumptions based on another person's race, ethnicity, or culture. Glad this is out of the way. Now... I-
0: John, how Somebody do you go means- into the locker room, John, with, with these other players from other nationalities if you said that? I mean, how it's uh, right. was
2: and
1: keeping him around.
2: First of all, I'm not, I'm not defending or, or condemning him at this point. I'm just bringing the article to your attention. I mean, I guess you can make the same case that if he's so offensive to people, he shouldn't play. And, and I guess the same thing could be said for Colin Kaepernick. He offended Americans. And no, nobody wants
0: to hire him. Uh, if Colin Kaepernick was playing at a higher level, I'm sure somebody would have took, took a shot at him. But it wasn't worth, In this is my opinion, the owners felt that it wasn't worth the feedback they were going to get. That's my opinion. Right? Okay, but it, I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to give let's you a say, little Wait, wait. To...
0: Let's say he was Aaron Rodgers, right? They probably would have signed him. Right. Oh, okay. Because no. the, the difference in the in the, in the play is is huge. Or okay, if it was me... Colin Kaepernick the year that he went to the Super Bowl, I think they would have signed him. They So let him.
2: me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Suppose all the things that I've just read to you about this Red Sox minor leaguer were attributed to Aaron Rodgers, would be would he be out of the NFL?
0: It'd be very difficult. Yeah. How do you go into the locker room with these people? And if you talk stuff about them, and, and, and you know what? It's a tough situation because you're supposed to, in America, have an opinion. But you can't do your job well if, 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 if you say that kind of stuff where you rely on each other in, on the field.
2: I'll give you two other things that they, that they claim... One of them is not in quotes. It just says that he attacked, obviously not physically. Uh, I'm just trying to see who the guy he attacked. His name is... Oh, is he's a, a Red Sox executive. His name is Chaim Bloom. So I assume that he's of the Jewish faith.
0: Yes, and he, and, he he's very um he had highly regarded.
2: Okay. And... What, what this guy wrote was, Chaim Bloom is a hypocrite and an embarrassment to any Torah-following Jew, he wrote. <laughs> he also attacked Bloom for supporting Black Lives Matter and LGBT initiatives in another tweet. And Here's the topper, though. He wrote that, and this, is, this isn't, well, the beginning is not in quotes. He also wrote that black people should, now they write the quote part, that they should go back to their roots and start to reestablish their true black culture. Mm. And in another one, he called closeted transgender people rapists.
0: John, this guy... I'm sorry, John. This guy can't be... I can't be part of the uh, baseball fraternity. He's got some shit on He's He's got issues.
2: Yeah, I guess he does. Um... It says, now it seems that he will never return to a professional baseball field.
0: And you know what? I, Thank goodness, because I'm sorry, you can't be on a team. You just can't be on the team with other people.
2: Yeah, if you can't get the support of your of your fellow players, then... But I, I, it's an interesting thing, though, because they're making a big deal out of the things that Kirk Schilling is, say, is saying today.
0: Uh yeah i I mean I've everything I've read about what Kurt Schilling said is not as bad as this, but maybe I missed something.
2: no no i I, I agree with you. I haven't read anything that Kurt Schilling has said or written that that is like this. but you know what? if you go back to the days of Daniel Murphy being on the Mets, uh he said he didn't know if he could he would feel comfortable with with a gay teammate. remember that?
0: I do not remember that. No.
1: Who was the teammate?
0: But, no, he just made it in general. Oh. Because oh, they they're taking showers and stuff. I, right. I Again, that doesn't bother me. Um, if a person I'm playing ball with is gay, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. But.
2: Well, we're not. We're talking about Daniel Murphy. Would you have dropped Daniel Murphy?
0: I think he's going to have to take some training for that one. Right, because again, if there's somebody gay in your clubhouse, and you've said that, you've basically said I can't be on the team with him.
2: Well, there was there was some further stuff that he said. Uh, I I believe what he said, and I'm going to paraphrase what I remember him saying was, he says, you know, I'm am a Christian man, and I I am deeply religious. And what I would like to do is if I did have a gay teammate, I'd like to sit down and talk to him personally about the situation and, and you know, work something out between us so that he does, I guess to make the guy feel more comfortable after the things that he has said.
0: All right, because that, that sounded like an adult. The other one doesn't sound like an adult, but.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. No, this guy sounds a little bit. No, this yeah, guy's got to
0: go, John. This guy can't be in baseball. I'm sorry
2: would you, would you, if you were, uh, if he was working in insurance with you, would you fire
0: him? I think he, I think he might get fired, John. I I think today's world. Yeah. I think you go through all these training classes. I think that's a fireable offense.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, again, supposedly you're allowed to say what you want, but how do you work in an environment if you said that? I mean, that's the problem, right? Well, you really can't say what you want anymore. But you're you're supposed to in America be able to say what you want. You're supposed to, but that in today's world. But my point is, how do you then work in an environment with other people if you said negative things about them? To me, that's an issue. If if I own a company, I'm sorry, you can't be there because you've
2: insulted half the people.
1: Right, you created a hostile work environment.
2: Right. What would you say that if you... If somebody who is in the minority says something about someone who's in the or or makes a general statement about somebody in the majority, a a, a white male say, um, and it's a negative statement, would that minority person get fired?
0: In my opinion, it should go both ways. It should go if anybody says something to create a bad environment in the workplace. That's that's a problem. Maybe first you go do training.
2: If, you know, I, I agree with, right. you, but it think it would you you think it would be treated the same way as what you know what this guy is saying? Or what Daniel Murphy said?
1: Well, these two guys just have phobias. They got yeah.
0: issues. Yeah, I mean it's just a it, you know it, yeah I I don't know John. It's a tough one because. I don't know,
2: no I mean, it's obvious this guy went went to the ultimate and to offend people, it seems,
0: yeah, so um anyway that that's a interesting topic you brought up, John. I appreciate it. you know, we always like to talk about real issues in the world, and especially there's in nothing like
2: making everybody feel uncomfortable about a subject.
0: Right, you do a good job with that. If I don't, if I remember correctly, uh, the Aon guys used to say it all the time. What's
1: Kaepernick's uh, status these days after he? Uh... Well, he
0: got a tryout, and then he came with a some type of T-shirt on. I don't know. He uh-huh. was he. I something happened in the tryout. He walked out. I, I don't know.
1: Oh yes, I heard that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but again, but I don't think the owners think he's good enough. The
2: NFL he, didn't
1: he? He's definitely he's uh, he's way too much for what. He's going to give
0: you. Well, that's what I think the owners feel, right? The owners feel like it's not worth the aggravation, right? But couldn't um, he
2: get a multi-million-dollar settle- settlement?
0: I'm sure he did, and he also got a Nike commercial. You know, but if you grew up wanting to play football and now you can't play football, well, that's his own fault. Though. You know, so he should have kept his mouth
1: shut. Yeah, you you got a place for to. I mean, voice your opinion, not not while you're at I, work.
0: I, I actually didn't have a, a problem with his first kneeling because. If he felt, uh, that's what he felt. I had no problem with that. You, we are allowed to protest. But once your boss tells you not to do it again, then you got to stop because now you're going against what the boss said. He still did it. Right? Yeah. So what he should have done is then take that outside. Because, he, listen, he has, a, he has a, a, um, a topic he wants addressed. You should do it. Right? You feel strongly about it. In this country, you should be allowed to do that. But I'm not on the field of play when you're Washington. He you're did it
1: to. because he knew it was going to be on TV and whatever.
0: And you know what? He got, the, he got the publicity. Stop. You're told not to do it. Stop. Let's move on. Do it outside. Get a, get a, a, um, a press conference, right? Do a, a promotional event. Do it there. I have no problem doing it. Right, go protest something else. You know, no, well, I, no I don't care if you're protesting that. Do it somewhere else. Right. after your boss tells but, you not to do it. Well, you shouldn't have did it. All at right, but so wait a second, place. Phil. If
2: you're doing it outside of the workplace, you're still doing it. You're still like this, this oh, guy, John. You can't tell around, me what to do outside
0: real. of work. I'm sorry, you cannot tell me not to do that outside of work. If I feel strongly about that, I should be allowed to protest but, peacefully anywhere in the country. But, but
2: that doesn't that defeat what you just said, though. No, it doesn't. Before? Which, uh, if you're saying something that some people are going to be finding offensive, who are your teammates and you can't be on that team? Well, he, what difference does it make?
0: No, 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 no. You cannot compare the two. Do not go there. What? what I'm no, you cannot compare the two. I'm sorry. One is actually racist comments. The other one is making comments about the racial situation in the country but it's not making racial comments. I have no problem with a protest and I had no problem again with his first kneel. My problem is when you boy I can't go to work and protest, I'll get fired. You can't do that. No, I agree. That's all I'm saying. I have no problem with his with his protest. Do it outside of work. I no, agree. So and you've been a little quiet. I want you to come up with something you want to say. No, I'm just enjoying you.
2: All right. This is one of those topics that you really don't want to touch upon because somebody's going to get offended by it. I
0: listen. I get it. Somebody does. Everybody gets offended over anything. So in this world, but I don't think anybody said anything here that's crazy. I think it's an opinion, and uh, and that's that.
2: I just found it to be a, a, an interesting uh, article that kind of got buried. I mean, it, it, obviously. It, it's not affecting anybody who's a prominent player. Uh, if this was if this was Jacob Degrom who said these things, I'm sure it would be front page news.
0: And it'd be a major problem for the clubhouse. So.
2: Oh yeah. Now what would you do if it was Jacob Degrom? Cancel his contract or yeah. pay off his contract? Fire him. I don't yeah, know if there's him. a clause in his contract that says you can't do things like this. I uh, guess personally,
0: they- I think what would happen then is he would have to go to training. Sensitivity training.
1: Right, because what makes a Because you
0: can't be in a clubhouse, once again, saying things about half the population in your clubhouse and maybe three quarters of the population in your clubhouse and expect to be welcome in the clubhouse, right? I mean that's the bottom line.
2: And as general manager of the team, if he says, I'm not going to training, what do you do then?
0: You I'm sorry. You're suspended.
2: Suspended without pay? Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see what the union would do in that case.
0: I, I you know what? I, I they've union's gotta back back the owners on that one I think, because again what's the membership? No, you know, I, I I
2: understand. But but I think it would be putting them in a very awkward position either way.
0: Well, let's hopefully that nobody of any uh consequence is feeling this way. Did you see what Paul just said? No.
1: Paul sent a uh, a photo of uh, let me see who it is Bud Harrelson yeah and it said this guy wouldn't make the majors today but he was great
0: in the seventies.
2: Wait, um, I I didn't hear that he wouldn't make the majors
0: if what? Bud Harrelson, the pitcher says if if this guy was wouldn't make the team today but was great in the seventies. I don't think he'd be a I, starter. I don't, I, I think he made the majors. You know what
2: I mean? You said Bud Harrelson, right? Yes. I mean the guy. The guy did a couple of things on the field that he was the best at. Well, at least one thing, which was going back on pop flies. I never saw a shortstop catch. Pop flies the way he did
1: to, in I, the outfield. I know, I know someone who has so, trouble with So I just got to say,
0: Joey DiModio is going to take some lessons from Bud Harrison. Oh, my God.
1: You should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go
2: there, didn't
1: you? You had to go there. Yeah. Uh,
2: you so, know, so, Bud Harrison made the, made, made the team because he was a terrific defensive shortstop, not because he was a great hitter.
0: Uh, yeah, but he knew how to bunt. He knew how to steal. He hit and run. He did all those things really well. Right. But but uh, that is a true statement though. Today they don't really. It's too much on offense. I don't know if he'd be a starter. So different game. Yeah, I I want to leave. I want to leave this right now with one quick topic, real quick. Who do you think should make the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame right now? Pete Rose. So once again, we already talked about Pete Rose. Can you pick somebody else? <laughs> Pete Rose. John.
1: I have, no, um, I have no respect for the Hall of Fame. Okay. What, what's, I don't think they, it, it's, I don't know. They're, me, they're I mean, look who just got in.
2: What Come sticks on. in my mind, because we just mentioned him, or I just mentioned him, uh, if you look strictly at his statistics, Curt Schilling.
0: I agree. Curt Schilling belongs in there for his playoff performance as well as his regular season. The regular season you can look at and say it's a good career, not great. But what he did in the playoffs. No, what he well, did in the playoffs. Well, not only was,
2: that, didn't he win. Uh, I, is it possible that he won like 260 games?
0: I can't look it up on my phone because my phone is in with you, John. So I don't know off the top of my head. Anthony's going to look it up real quick. But I know he won over 200 games. But I don't know about 260. He was a good pitcher, man. Yeah, he, he was, was good. Tough. Yeah. He I was mean,.
2: You tell me the next guy is going to win 260 games in the major leagues.
0: (laughs) No, they don't win anymore. That's why I don't believe that starting wins for starting pitchers is that big. It's team wins.
2: But the, the point is, should he be kept out because he says controversial statements?
0: I don't think so.
1: It's performance on the field, not what you did off the field. That's why my issue with Pete Rose is the way it is.
0: Yeah, but but I again I showed you how you were wrong. He bet as a playing manager, so he was playing still. You can't use that that he did as a manager. It's not true.
2: But You know what? Based on that, Phil, based on that, right right now, then Major League Baseball should not be making any deals with these these gambling operations like DraftKings.
0: I get it. I get it. That's that is a problem for them. And
2: once they do that, tell me how you can keep Pete Rose. If you show me that Pete Rose bet against his team, then I'll agree with you.
0: So somebody wrote an article, and I don't have the name of the person off the top of my head, but the article, what they wrote was, there were six games that he showed that Pete Rose made a decision that went against the team winning. Now, if you... Why did he do that? right? He may not have the game. He may not have bet against his team, but let's say he didn't bet that day or even even if he bet for his team. but the reason they they do this is if the, um, the syndicate, right? if the mob tells him to lose this game, that's what they that's the reason they don't want gambling in baseball, right? You right. fall in with the mob because you lose too much money and you're doing it illegally. Now, you get told you got to lose the game. So you can still bet on a game to win and not care, but you lost the game on purpose. And there was six games that he put this really bad pitcher in. I don't really agree with that because sometimes you got to play your whole bench, right? But, but that's the, there was an article about that.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, if you just look at the statistics for New York state, when sports gambling went legal in the state, and what, a billion and a half maybe was bet in, in one month? You're going to have some major problems coming up in sports.
0: This is going to be revisited because of gambling and being allowed in baseball now. Uh, Pete Rose and Shula Still jackson they will be. I think it's going to come up again. I firmly stand by not allowing them in the Hall of Fame. I think their records belong in Hall of Fame, but not them. But now that you're allowing gambling... It's really going to be a difficult job to keep them out.
2: There's going to be, I predict, in the next five years, there's going to be a, a gambling situation that's going to embarrass one of these sports.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you my prediction, my person that I think belongs in Hall of Fame, Fred McGriff. I don't know why that okay. guy's not in Hall of Fame. Don't get it.
2: Kurt Schilling won 216 games.
0: Right. I didn't think it was 260.
2: Right. I knew there was a six in there somewhere.
1: He had 216 and he uh 146 losses.
0: Yeah, but he had, uh, in the playoffs, he, he th- dropped dead great.
1: Over th- he
0: was, he was a beast. Strikeouts. He was a beast. Yeah, I, I think he belongs in there. But what do I you don't think, think? What do you think of Fred think McGriff?
2: In all likelihood, you're not going to see another pitcher win 200 games for the, for the rest of our lives.
0: Once again, when you pitch five, six innings, it's almost you lose a lot of wins that you would have gotten on your personal record. But again, as long as your team wins, it shouldn't matter. But what do you yeah, doing, to Fred? You know, McGriff? and,
2: and this, this gets to a, a something that we didn't discuss with, with, the, uh, with the lockout, and that is it looks like, there's, there's a set of owners that want to cut back the, the schedule to like 130 or 40 games.
0: Add more playoff games.
2: Yeah, add playoff games. And once again, that's such a short sighted thing because then it throws out the history of baseball statistics.
0: Listen, they got to be thrown out anyway, John.
2: Statistics are one of the things that made that sport as popular as it was, because there's no other sport out there. You can't tell me the number of, of who had the, the most goals in their career in hockey. You can't tell me what that number is. You could tell me for years. Babe Ruth was at 714. Hank Aaron was at 755. What were the big numbers in baseball? Everybody knew Lou Gehrig played 2,130 games consecutively. Joe DiMaggio had a 56-game hitting streak. Babe Ruth had 60 home runs. Roger Maris had 61. All those statistics get obliterated if you start playing around with a 130-game season. I agree. And that's something that's very important to that sport.
0: All right, I'm going to try and bring it back one more time. Fred McGriff, what do you think of him?
2: He had 400 home runs, right? Listen if you if you give me Fred McGriff I think somebody like Carlos Delgado cuts close although he was tied in with steroids
0: So then then to me you don't get it but Fred McGriff wasn't Fred McGriff would hit over 300 with 30 home runs a year to me
1: yeah.
0: and he was on winning teams so to me he belongs in the Hall of Fame Anyway that's that um, I thank you very much for calling in, John. We're at forty-six minutes now, and Anthony, thank you coming from um, you know from uh, New Jersey. I appreciate it. I want to thank everyone right, a- for listening and say your final goodbyes. Thank you for having me, Phil.
2: Yep, thank you. It was a pleasure being on it.
0: Okay, take care, everyone.
2: Bye. All right, bye bye.